Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Energetic Radio Podcast. This is episode number 191. Now, before I get into Dale Vincent Hancock, who is an absolute champion, I just want to have a big shout out to everybody over the last 10, 11 weeks that um, has been helping small businesses and particularly um, us, you know, we've been really affected like everybody is with the coronavirus. So I just want to say how grateful I am for everybody that's bought Fitness Game Zone memberships or our daily mission cards. Um, it has meant so much to us and particularly the people that have done it just to help out. Um, we, yeah, it, it is very humbling and I just wanted to, you know, acknowledge that and say how much it really meant. So Everybody that has done that, you know who you are. So thank you very much. So let's get on to today's episode. Now, if you are after raw confidence, energy through the roof, Dale Vincent Hancock is your man. Now, I don't know if it's the name Dale, but I tell you what, this episode today is next level. Um, Dale has coached people all over the world, adults, kids. He's worked with Nike to design a Just Do It confidence workshop. He's spoken to Parliament, and he's got a number one Amazon bestseller book called Raw Confidence, hence the name for today's podcast. So I'm not going to give too much more away besides that this can have a huge impact on anybody and everyone. So, um, as always, sit back, relax, guys. This is episode number 191. Alright, everyone, welcome to the podcast. So excited. Dale Hancock, another Dale. I've never had a Dale on the show. How are you, great man? Dude, another Dale. I thought we were a rare breed. We are a rare breed. <laughs> We are indeed. Now, um, we've been introduced by a good mate, uh, Sean Kay, which is awesome. Now, both got the same name, but on different sides of the globe, mate. How's things in the UK? Dude, well, slightly turbulent, but I always like to think of it as it's your filter, what you see on it. So you can either just, you know, wallow in South Bay and chill out in your house and be all like, ah! or you can be like, you know, what, this is epic for getting to know the person I'm living with. This is epic for sleeping. This is epic for creating a business. This is epic for doing something a little bit different. Um, and I've started doing yoga um, and learning a bit of French. And I, I know it's really easy for me to say, oh, just put your own spin on it, do what you want to do. Sometimes people can't do that because they've got kids. Um, but I just think of it, you've always got that. You've always got an ounce of time to grow a different part of you that you never knew existed. So. Um, over here, dude, it's a bit, it's a bit rocky, but um, we're all staying positive. Yeah, I, I love that as well. I think um, I've spoken about this a lot, Dale. That do you know what? Yes, it's unfortunate, it's horrible what's happening, but as you just said, mate, great opportunity to do something different, um, and also just relax. Because I'm guessing you're exactly like myself and a lot of listeners that we don't slow down. Our life's crazy, but this is actually the loudest too. So really, it's probably what some of us really need, mate. Oh, mate. Oh, dude. I'm glad you said that. It is definitely what we need. I mean, to be honest, I was speaking to my mum and dad yesterday and they've never been closer. They've been together for 46 years wow. and they've never been closer. And my mum was worried about retiring because of, you know, oh, God, I've got to stay home with your dad. <laughs> um, getting closer. Um, I, I'm actually, I used to see taking my Pearl Oswald out as a chore for a walk, but now I see it as an absolute luxury. Um, and I'm learning so much about me. I'm learning so much about my my relationship with my beautiful girlfriend. And it's, uh, dude, it's, uh, it's wicked. It's actually, it's pretty cool. And also look at the environment, dude. I mean, the canals are clearing up in in Venice and there's swans and dolphins in the canals in Venice. I know. (laughs) And if you've ever been to Venice, that is one of the most disgusting bits of water. (laughs) Like it, like rank. It's a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong with the smell. So I can't imagine that now. I don't know if your dog's like mine, but it's looking at me like, please don't take me for another walk. It's like, I don't yeah. see you during the week. And now, now you want to walk me three times a day. It's really hiding the lead on us. But Dale, anyway, mate, let's paint the picture. Let's give a little bit of your background for our listeners, legend. Cool. Yeah, cool. No worries, my man. So uh, I'll tell you it from the beginning. So bear with me, listeners, please. Bear with me. It's a, it's a long one. Now, before I do this, I want to pre-frame it that every single person has a story and every single person has a pain point that they go through and it's, it's relative to you. So 
I'm not saying that my story is worse or better than anyone else's. It's just my story that I feel compelled to tell. So it all began on a dark, stormy night. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I started already, bro. Seriously, I need to slow down. Uh, Yeah, so on a serious note, every single person, bro, every single person has a bullying story, right? Whether you're the victim, whether you're the bully, or whether you are the witness and I was all three now it takes a lot more courage to admit that you were the bully than you are the victim because you know you've done something wrong you know you've messed up you know you screwed up and it's not cricket to do that to put other people in harm basically based around your own insecurities so when I was younger when I was in primary school I would say I was a new kid and I was bullied. I was being bullied. I got there and it was like, I never really kind of, I wouldn't say stood out. I just wanted to sink into the background and make sure no one saw me. And at that moment there, a boy, I always remember his name, came over to me. Neil Smith, his name was Neil. No, we call him. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he came over to me. Um, and, and, he, and, and he latched onto me and, and, he, and, and he sat with me and, and was my air quotes friend. Um, and that was it. That's all I needed. I just needed that companionship, really, because it was it was frightening to be on your own with no one to talk to. Uh, and as my as my journey in that school progressed, I was um, bullied physically by other people. So I was I remember it. I was being made to to be a tackle bag in rugby. So I was got made by the rugby team to stand in the middle of the field and be the tackle bag and plow into me. I stood up, plow into me. And on the fifth one, the tears began to well up in my eyes and I just couldn't take it, but I just had to stay there. Otherwise I would have gotten more physical trouble. Uh, you know, made to eat spit burgers, made to walk on dog mess um, by the upper years, um, pushing the corridor, that sort of thing. So the average. And, um, but that was the physical pain. The emotional pain was much worse. Neil, um, he, he really, he, he latched onto me. He, he mentally abused me in a way that, you know, making me feel small, making me, squash me down and not allow me to fulfill my own character and be someone else and not allow me to hang out with other friends. And that was, that was continuous over the whole course of school. And it came to Christmas and I always remember this. I always thought, yes, ah, oh, I can get to go to another school. Fantastic. And then it was the new year. And I thought it was um, the new school. So I wouldn't have to be around these people ever again. And I'm so can't we get ready for school? It's just like, new school? No, no. No, not school. You know, it's the, it's the new term. And, and I, I lost it. I, broke, I had a breakdown. I, I just, I was, I was crying. I was uncontrollably shaking. And my mom, I could see her fighting the... the the, the angst of not wanting to take me into school, but she made me go into school, and that's probably the best thing she ever did for me um, to build my own resilience in that in that realm. And um, and I know the reason why the boy was bullying me because he had no friends and he was scared to lose me. So he wanted that companionship. So he was keeping me squashed down here. Now, as I progressed through my journey in that school I was going to my another school and I thought no one knows me in this school man no one knows me here so you know what I'm not going to be bullied again because I hated that I hate that what can I do not to be bullied well hmm let's figure this one out Dale the bullies must not get bullied so I'm going to act like them so I, t- I, I acted like them in my new school and I started picking on people to be the alpha dog, the big dog, the big I am, look at me, no one can pick on me. I was exposing their insecurities so I would, mine would remain hidden. And as, my, as mine remained hidden, I, was, I, was, I felt stronger. It was, it was a masquerade, I, you know, I was suppressing my, my true self because I was afraid to expose my true self because I didn't like myself at the time. So it was one of those things whereby, okay, um, I need to make sure that people aren't going to pick on me because I hated that in the past. Let me just turn my electric on. There we go. Um, and I remember in the changing rooms, I was getting changed in school, and there was this boy. I used to look for somebody to 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 avert everyone's attention off of me because I had a very spotty face, a spotty chest, a spotty back, and I. Dale, man, I hated it, bro. I hated it. It was just like ugh, oily. Hated it. I know it's acne and I know it's a part of the cycle in teens for some. And I used to wait for somebody and that, you know, 
pick on the easiest one, the, the boy that was overweight. I was like, oh, look, look at that boy. He's, look, <laughs> he's got his belly out. Oh, look. And at that split second, you'd never see me getting dressed so quick. Turn <laughs> <Straight> off. Turn <laughs> off. You know, that handstand challenge that's going around <laughs> at the moment. I mean, just take me back there, then I'll do it in, in an instant. <laughs> but I didn't want people to see my spotty back and my spotty chest, man. It was just like, Oh, and because it happened once before, we're supposed to do you really spot oh, and that hit, and it would just put all of the emotions flooding back. I remembered it, yeah. And I can, bro, I can tell you at that time, I was the saddest I've ever been bullying people because you're not supposed to do that. We're not put on this earth to put people down. We are if we're monkeys and chimps, but we've evolved since, since then, man. We, we're not designed to do that. We're designed to, to nurture and push each other and help each other grow and support each other. We're a support mechanism, and I'll tell you why a little bit later on. Um, and I thought I was cool. I left school and I was just like, you know, I was cool. I'm good. I'm not being bullied. Da, 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 because I never actually revisited that because I never actually um, faced that insecurity in me. Not the spottiness, but the fact that I was so insecure with me as a person. I allowed it to continue at work. So I got bullied at work when I was a teacher. Can you believe it? Um, of senior management. And it went into some of my relationships. And it wasn't until, I'd probably say, oh, how long ago is it now? Six, five years ago now? I, um, I never faced up to it, bro. I, didn't, I never faced up to it. I never faced my insecurity. And a lot of things happened all at the same time. Now, if one of these things happened once, cool. You know, you'd be able to, be able to cope with it. So I had a car crash. You know what? You can, I've survived, I'm all happy days. Um, that's great. A week later, I lost my job. Oh, not so good. You know, losing jobs are not good, we'll just find another one, etc. Um, but it was pretty, I was still healing from the pre previous wound, physically and mentally. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, then, and then I found out that my girlfriend of five years was seeing other men behind my back. And that really, oh, dude, that, that smashed my, it was like the Incredible Hulk just got my ego and just did rock smash on it and smashed it down. My mojo was just, oh, I didn't have any mojo, it just vanished, it disintegrated into thin air. And it, because for some reason, I was weighing my, myself, my persona, my validation on the fact that I had a pretty girlfriend, a, a, you know, a hot girlfriend. Oh, look at me, look, look at my trophy. <laughs> yeah, that's trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, and I, and I was seeking external sort of validation uh, from that, and and that happened. So that was that was definitely not fun. So we were going through a bit of a turbulent time just then, and then a month later, my mum had a heart attack, and I'm really close to my mum. Like she's my everything. She's amazing. She's made me who I am today, as well as my dad and the other people that have had an effect on me. And I, my dad. Broke, broke down, dude. I remember my dad broke down. He was in tears. I've never seen my father cry that much before, which is okay to cry, by the way. Um, I never seen my brother just completely go into meltdown because of that. And I felt like I had to be the rock. I felt that I had to, to level up and become um, just completely resilient and not show any emotion because my mum needed to be strong just then. My mum needed to be strong. My dad was crying. My brother was crying. I was just like, guys, come on. It's just a little bit just a little bit of a heart attack, she's fine, she'll get over it, just move on. Inside, I wanted to break down and cry and give her a cuddle and say, I love you, don't go, I, I need you. Um, but I felt like I couldn't do that. So again, suppressing my emotions, my feelings, keeping them all tightly down. Um, and because of that fact, I know, you wanna, I know you're gonna punch me in the face right now. Um, if we were in person, you totally would, but I got back with my ex. I know you want to hear. Oh, oh. But I suppose, I suppose you, you've done that because you don't really see anything else, you know, like that was probably the one thing you were holding on to. Be like, I've lost everything else. I don't have anything going on. So this can give me some bit of normality and, and so I'm not like a failure. And so no, I wouldn't punch in the face because that's a normal reaction, I feel. Uh, yeah. You know, and I yeah. think people, people say, oh, you shouldn't have done that. But nobody, that's being empathetic. Nobody can go through what you're going through or see everything else is going on in your life. So. Um, I think, yeah, I can see why you've done that, mate, for sure. Yeah, dude, exactly. And it was, also, it was the security. It was the security. I've lived in this girl for five years. It was my, she was my go-to. She was my best friend throughout that. Um, and we had a mortgage. We had a, a beautiful little pug. Um, and it was just like, phew, it just has to stick, has to stay. 
And then a month later or so, I found out that she was messaging this one guy over Christmas and then she fell pregnant with somebody else's baby. Um, oh, and, and, and that, dude, that stung. That, it was like I got stung by, you know, a thousand scorpions all over my body. Um, I was just like, or oh, when recently, I said, well, here's my heart. I won't need this anymore. There you go. <laughs> I that would have been. <laughs> um, and I can laugh about it now, dude. Because I can tell. Yeah. I've, I've, I've accepted it. And that, that, that happened and it, it cut me deep. I was just like, what is going on? And it really, really affected me, bro. It really did. And I thought, this is enough is enough. She needs to go out the house. So I had to find 15,000 pounds from somewhere to pay, buy her out of the house. First of all, it was 10 and then it moved up to, to five because there was a, it was a bit messy. And I just, I, I just turned into a shell of a man, dude. And I just thought, you know what? I just, it's, this is, just get out. Just go, I need this, I need this out of my life. Have this. So obviously, hey, presto. Boom. There, well done. Now I'm 15K of debt. Congratulations. So all of those things building up was, was getting on top of me. And, and so much so that it did. And it affected me. And it, it pushed me all the way down into the depths of the earth. I felt like, I felt like, I was like, I was black, like not like, you know, a black dog following you or a black cloud. I felt like my whole skin was black, like a shadow black, if you know what I mean. And it was, it was tough. It was, I didn't want to go to the gym. I would love training. I didn't want to run. I didn't want to train. I didn't want to lift weights. I didn't want to hang out with people. People were saying, oh, dad, are you, are you good, man? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. I lied. Um, fine, man. I'm, geez, what? Come on. I mean, this is, I'm on point. It's fine. It's, you know. Better, better off without it. That sort of mentality. Again, suppressing and not releasing. And it's a bit of a theme here, if you haven't noticed there. Oh, mate, I'm, uh, I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I can, so, and I think people, if you are listening and you are putting and pushing things into something, eventually it's got to explode. And I'm guessing, I don't want to take your punchline, but you know, you can't just keep pushing things down. No, dude, you can't keep pushing things down at all. And it just... And I, it was almost like I didn't explode. It was more like I imploded. And it was like I quit. I just quit. I just didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to be who I am. And I think I, I kind of, the time kind of like lost. I got I lost time, which is a huge shame. Um, I think it was a month or months, so I don't know. But um, I remember watching, I was on YouTube or something like that, and, and there was an advert that popped up for Tony Robbins. Um, and this big, powerful, booming voice just popped out. You know, you know the big T dog, and he was just like smacking <laughs> the, the, the big T dog. <laughs> sorry, I enjoyed that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <that's cool>, <laughs> <laughs> so he was smashing me and smashing with his quotes, and then it was it was like I kind of grew a little bit on the inside and the outside, and I thought, you mean I don't have to wallow in self pity? You mean I don't have to stay here? Um, you mean there's other people in the world that are worse off than me? holy dang okay so and at that moment i thought right it was it was i jumped out of victim mode and i wanted to do something and it was very weird it was like the universe whatever you believe in just opened up a few doors for me and pointed me in the in the accidental direction of a coach who was talking about nlp i had no idea what that was and you just you just told me about this um, and I then he put me to another direction, another coach. So essentially, I got coaching. I got coaching. I thought I can't do this by myself. I need help. I, I don't want to. I'm not ready to tell people just yet. Um, but I'm going to tell this one person that you know. I just wanted to just purge everything out. And it, it was like, it was like I was carrying around a massive barbell of about 100 kilograms on my shoulders. And it was he. He just said, "Dude, put it down for a sec. Just put it down." So, and it was just like a whole weight off my shoulders. It was just gone. And I was with him for 12, 12 weeks or so. And it was just, it was amazing. I got my confidence back. I grew. It was, it was a real authentic confidence. I wanted to help people. I wanted to talk to people. I was releasing to those that I trusted. Um, and it was, it was amazing. But there was still one thing, bro, that I just needed to do just for me. And I don't know about you, but I've always wanted to go on a TV show. Like, you know, the Total Wipeout kind of TV show. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really <laughs> wanted to go on that. I remember see, watching it as a kid with my dad. And I applied for none other than Ninja Warrior. And I was like, yes, I'm a puff Ninja Warrior. So I applied and I didn't get on. Damn, no way, I didn't get on. Um, so 
that's okay, bit resilient. So this is what I learned with, with all of this. I applied again, didn't get on. I was just like, mm. and then ITV messaged me personally and said, hey, Dale, dude, we like your, we love your video that you put on for this. Unfortunately, the, the, the applications are too big. Would you like to go on this show instead? And I said, yeah, sure, what is it? It's called Cannonball. Um, and it has been in Australia, uh, Cannonball. And uh, it was hosted by Freddie Flintoff. Yeah, yeah, Fred. Well, he came over and did the uh, Ninja Warrior in Australia, Freddie. So oh, he was. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, they love we love him over here because of uh, obviously everything he's done. But so Cannonball, let's talk about it. I, I love these yeah. sort of shows. Was it similar to Ninja Warrior? It was uh, no, it wasn't. I still do want to go on Ninja Warrior. I don't know how. <laughs> that, but I still want to go on it. It was wicked though. It was a little bit like it was a combination of both Turtle Wipeout and Ninja Warrior, really. Um, what the idea was, we, we were set in Malta. So they said, Dale, do you want to apply? And I said, Ooh, absolutely, I'll apply. What a place. Oh, man, it? Beautiful. Um, so I applied um, and I got through all the phases and said, Dale, congratulations, would you like to come out to Malta? Um, before they could finish the sentence, I said, absolutely. And uh, everything was all paid for. They flew me out there. It was brilliant. And um, yeah, so I remember on the plane, I remember on the plane having three intentions and they were, Number one, to have a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of fun. Uh, number two was to meet new people and to speak to a girl because girls freak me out. They scared me. They really did. Um, <laughs> well, you'd, you'd, cut, you'd had a pretty bad experience from what I've just yeah. heard. <laughs> that's yeah, probably understandable, right. mate. You're like, oh, is that going to happen again? So that's, that's well, a good intention. Precisely, precisely. Um, and... It was almost as if I wanted it to happen again because so I could learn from it and, and, and not go back, not, not access the same patterns. Um, but anyway, uh, so, so that, was, that was number two. And number three was to win the show because my mum always said to me, Dale, if you're going to go in for anything, a competition, I used to do pole vault for the country for, for my age group in England, in the UK. And she said, if you're ever going to do something, you've got to aim to win, whatever it is in an exam or what, just aim to win. If you don't win, that's okay. As long as you aim to, and you do everything in your power to do that. So my intention was to have a ridiculous amount of fun, to speak to new people, speak to a girl, and to win the whole show. So, you know, pretty, pretty easy average intentions, you, I guess. Yeah, you haven't, you haven't set the bar very high. Like, you're not going in <laughs> setting big expectations. <laughs> I love it, though. That's great. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. And, and I remember I, I was, um, I got off the, the plane doors open and it was like I was hit by a wall of, of energy and, or, or power or, or just kind of like release. Like, and it was amazing. It's like I changed instantly and I thought, no one knows me here again. Dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be confident, man. I'm, I'm going to fake it. I'm going to fake my own confidence. And then I got onto the bus from the airport towards the hotel and I just stood up with my GoPro and just started speaking to 50 random strangers that I had no idea who they were. I was just like, guys, guys and girls, what's going on? How are we good? Are you on? By the way, you're on live. Dale Vincent Coaching Camp just here. Uh, we're going to be talking about this. Who's going to win? You know, you're not going to win. I'm going to win. And we just haven't did a bounce. I was talking to everybody like that. And they were just like, oh, this is a bit random. Um, and I was like, who's going to do some insanity with me on the beach? A bit of Sean T style. Um, and this, this girl popped her hand up and said, oh, I'll, I'll do it with you. And I was just like, oh, here's an opportunity. Why not speak to a female? So I sat next to her and we just got like a house on fire. She crossfit. I did crossfit. Um, it was really, really cool. Just bouncing that off each other. It was amazing. Um, and then we got to the hotel and it was, it was, they gave us a lowdown of what we had to do. And the activities involved are number one, it was, we had to, we had to come first in one activity in order to be into the final. So the activities involved this. So there was number one, you had to put a, a big ball, giant inflatable ball in your head and knock down some pins. There was another one where you had the blob and you had to, some uh, two Maltese chaps jumped on the bag and then you flew up in the air. You must have seen that on one of those shows. Yeah, that one hurt, dude. That stung like when an you, absolute... When you hit the water, I've done that a couple of times. It looks fun, but that whiplash, like, because you've got no control of your body. <laughs> you, you're like a rat dog. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I was winded. How, I was, I was how, do you win, how do you win that, though? Like, if you get highest. Like, how do you well, win? Exactly, yeah. That's not something you win. Like... <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but the, the one I did win, you know what, dude? In fact, what I'll do is I'll tag you in, a, in an Instagram picture that I put up the other day of me doing this, this one jump. It's called the jump. We have to slide down this three-story high slide um, on a board, and we, we zoomed off and throw the board away and see who can get the furthest. And, yeah, so I won that. I won that one. I was just like, boom, I won that. I can relax now and chill. And halfway through the day, somebody beat me, and then somebody beat me again. I was like, oh, my gosh, I just chilled. 
for the Skittles one and the Blob one, I've only got one more left. And the one left was uh, called the Skimmer, where you had to go down and skim across the water and board, and you've got to go past the light gate, the fastest you can go. Um, again, it was off this three-story high slide and skimming across the water. And the winner was a girl called Lucy, who was on Love Island over here in the UK, and she is a professional surfer. I was thinking, oh, <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, and what, what I did was I used my brain cell, and I thought, right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to slide down, and she went across the line like this, but I put my hand out like Superman, and that's what made me win. I just had that extra bit of time where I just went, and it like, went through. And I went, yeah, dude, it was a, it was wicked, and I got I won that round, which meant I got invited back to Malta again. So um, I went to Malta again, and we did the 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 final, which was involved again three stories high. You had a big wet rope, and you had to swing off and land it in these big rings that were there was a light projecting down, and level one was just the rings were still. Um, level two, the middle ring was moving. Level three, all the rings were moving. So level one, I was a bit arrogant. I was a bit cocky. I was a bit overconfident. Uh, Frankie from the Saturdays was the one that was like speaking to me. So I would turn into a bit of a show off. I got my zing back, dude. I spoke to a girl. I spoke to a few girls. I could have <laughs> with Frankie from the Saturdays. Um, so I did that and, it, and I messed up massively. So I was the last out of, out of three. The next one, I had to land in the center. I had to compose myself and just swung and landed directly in the middle. And then uh, the last one, I was the last one to go and all the rings were moving and the center ring shrank by 50%, but it increased the value by double, which meant I had to land in that, otherwise I would have lost. I had to land in it and it was, it was crazy. I need to send you the video. And uh, Freddie Flint's in the back and I'm going, oh, look, let's see if Dale the Mindset Coach can do this. Let's see if he can get it. They are the mindset, the mind guru. <laughs> um, and, and I just I kind of blanked it all out and heard the crowd booming, going, Dale, all the flames by the side of me, the cold air, the grip. And I just looked up to the stars, just closed my eyes and just visualized the whole thing and just went for it just, and just landed directly pinpoint in the middle. And it was wicked. And it was just Freddie Flintstone was like, oh my God. He's done it. The mind guru. What a hero. Ah. <laughs> it was amazing, dude. And it was this, that's exactly what I wanted um, and needed, actually, to grow and excel my confidence. And I remember on the flight back, I thought, actually, I wasn't faking confidence. That was my real, that was my real confidence. That was the real me coming out because I just released. I had, I had no vulnerabilities. I didn't care what people thought about me. And now for me, Confidence is the opposite of self-consciousness, meaning I don't, I don't mind what you, you think about me. If, if someone says, I don't care what you think about me, well, clearly you do because of your tone of voice and the fact that you've just said, I don't care what you think about me. For me, I don't mind what people think. They, I want them to think um, ill of me or whatever of me because it gives them a reflection of, of, of who they are. And hopefully that'll open up the doors and expose who they are to, to help them and nurture them. And if anyone comes to me and gives me a hard time, a bully or oh, someone tries to bully me, mate. It's absolutely hilarious. I love it. Um, I, I, I help them. I, I just, I just help them. I, I try and I, I get off my high horse and think, oh, well, I'm going to get revenge on you now. So, so, well, no, clearly this person that's picking on me is hurting inside. So, you know, um, and the biggest question, mate, I know you're thinking, bro, did you win any money? No, I didn't. Um, on other <laughs> get 10K and I Oh, good. Don't that 10K. You know I'm in there, bro. <laughs> no, the, the biggest thing I was loving is that Freddie Flintoff is uh, into you. I love oh. that. But I think one of the biggest things I've just taken from that, Dale, is that you have now figured out, because you've done the work in yourself, that yeah. you know, you've figured everything else out and you're confident in yourself. And now you can see other insecurities of other people. And instead of taking it as an insult, now you're like, oh, I've actually been there. I've seen that. I've been in their shoes. And now I'm like, well, there's something not right with them. And that's a reflection of them, not me. How hard was that though, working through that stuff with you? Because I can imagine that would have been, you know, you said 12 weeks would have been a tough 12 weeks. Dude, it was, it was super tough, man. It was super tough because it, I opened the doors to myself and I didn't like it. Like, I wouldn't dare even, I, I find it tough to look at myself in the eye in the mirror, let alone say, I love you to myself and I always I always say to people especially young clients because I'm a coach now and I coach kids and I coach adults too but I always say that you can't give what you don't have man 
you can't give what you don't have. If I had, if I said, Dale, do you want an orange? You say, yeah, I'll have an orange. I say, oh, well, I, I don't have an orange. <laughs> Why would you ask me then? Um, <laughs> I'm all right, mate. I don't want an orange. Thanks anyway. But... <laughs> Get some vitamin C down you, bro. Um, yeah, it's, and the reason I say that in, that in that context is because you can't give what you don't have. If you don't have love for yourself, you can't give it. You can't, you can't give it. You've got to give love to yourself. And that, and that kind of gives you an invisible force field into, into horrible comments because you know it's not true. So like in school, the, the, the big thing was like, oh, Dale, you, you are, you're gay. You look, you're gay, spotty idiot. Um, for some reason, that's what it was because it was very taboo back then as well, being homosexual. And said, oh, Dale, you're gay. And back then, it used to affect me. I used to be like, no, I'm not gay, like this. But if I could teleport back now, I would have, and I do to this day, act like this. I, I act like, um, I say, uh, well, I think, I'm, well, I know I'm not gay. And, but I know I'm an idiot because I've done idiotic things before, and I'm cool with that. But yeah. I, know, I, I know I'm not gay. It's fine. It's, when, you, when you love yourself, Anything, it's like an invisible force field. Anyone can ping anything at you, but it's ricocheted off because you know you and you love you and you're here for a purpose and a reason and a destination. So you've got to carve your own destiny to be wherever you want to go. I always say, the reason why I am a coach, Dale, the reason why I am a confidence coach these days is because I wanted, I would, I, I want my 11-year-old self, if I met my 11-year-old self, to look up at me and think, this guy's a role model. I want him to think I want to be like him when I'm older. So I want to be my own inspiration. And I always think, like with kids, I say, okay, to the parents in particular as well, you know, you've, kids, they've got a fight coming. There is a fight coming in their life. I want you to think of your kid as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as just a kid. And then when they get to the age of 25, um, they've got a fight with an MMA fighter. It could be 25, it could be 26, it could be 21, it could be 50, I don't know. But there's a fight coming with an MMA fighter, Conor McGregor style. Um, and when you get there and you don't train for that, you don't eat the right food, you don't lift the right weights, you don't wrestle, who's going to win? Well, the MMA fighter, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But let's say that your boy or your girl trained. Let's say if they did eat the right food and, and they worked out and they went out for runs and they stretched and they did yoga and they listened to their coach and they listened to the mentor and they read upon books and they learned the, the martial arts styles and they had a positive mindset and they were helping people and they trained um, at least four times a week in that style and different styles of martial arts. And by the time they get to 25, 21 or 50 and they had that fight coming in the octagon, who's going to win now? Who's going to have a better chance of winning? Well, my, my boy, my child, my son, my, 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 my daughter. Absolutely. But here's the kicker. Here's the thing. MMA fighter isn't called MMA fighter. MMA fighter's called depression. It's called anxiety. MMA fighter's called uh, infidelity. It's called stress. It's called job loss. It's called death in the family. It's called car crash. That's what it's called. You don't know when your fight's coming, but it's going to happen. So how about we train you mentally and physically right now to give you every single tool possible to overcome and smash that fight and you win. And it's going to sting and it's supposed to sting because nothing that's worth having is easy to get in this world. So it's going to sting, but just know that you can do it with the new tools that you've got. So really that is building resilience, isn't it? So that whatever does come, because let's be honest, life is tough. And if you aren't emotionally strong or res resilient at the moment, particularly let's use the example of what we're going through, Dale, that if you don't have the tools in your kit, the support team behind you, but the belief and confidence and love for yourself, then at the moment, you're probably going through a pretty tough period. It's probably like being in that fight with not doing the training. 100%, dude. Absolutely, 100%. And then sometimes if people don't do don't have that training, they, they look elsewhere. And guess what that looks like? That looks like blame. That looks like not taking accountability. That looks like I'm a victim. And nobody powerful in this world, no one successful um, in this world, their own level of success in this world has ever 
got that acting as a victim or blaming others and not taking accountability. It's so, and mate, it's bloody hard. It, I mean, we're in a tough time. We really are. Um, I know people that have had family members die and they've been unable to hug them and say goodbye. And that's, that's heart wrenching, man. Oh, you couldn't imagine what that's like. And, and like, I, I think I'm pretty empathetic with a lot of things, but you think about that Dale and I actually wouldn't know what to say because that's a situation that you should never be in. But unfortunately, that's what we're in, you know. So particularly if you're not going that well or you're not that happy with yourself, that is a really tough sort of cookie to handle. Massive, buddy. Absolutely massive. Um, I think it's, it relies a lot on self-trust. And listen, we're allowed, you know what's going around now. It's okay not to be okay. Cool. I get that. And, and you're right. You were dead right. It's, not, it's okay not to be okay, but not to stay. It's okay not to be okay, but not to stay. You can't remain there. You, you recognize it. Understand that you're going through a tough time. You, you feel sad. You feel upset. You feel anxious. You feel angry. You're arguing too much. You recognize that. And it's, that's okay. Guess what? Hey, presto, you're a human. Well done. Congratulations. Here's your certificate. Wicked. But what can you do right now to excel and get out of that situation? You are the only one that's in control of every single thing in your life mentally. You, in fact, you control nothing. Seek solace in the fact that you control nothing outside of you. The only thing you do control is your emotions, um, your, your actions, your behaviors, your network, and it's all down to you. Just because somebody says something or what's going on in the world uh, going around yeah you can look at it through a filter of oh i hate this i want to go outside and party and go to the pub and do this or whatever da, 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 da. okay that that's just going to keep you wallowing in your sabotaging cycle how about instead of that you recognize you feel like that and do something a little bit different well actually i'm going to different filter i'm going to use this time to read a book i'm going to use this to learn yoga to learn a language to to, to play a musical instrument um, or to, to connect with my loved one, to do something new, to, to for goodness sake, to meet new dude. <laughs> the opposite side of the world and your name is Dale. That's it. <laughs> That's, I, I totally agree there. And, uh, but it really does come down to the individual that, you know, I think the hardest part is everybody wants to feel that confidence, to feel the love for themselves. But... There's no magic pill or there's no switch or something. You've got to do the hard yards. And that's the hardest thing I see, Dale. And that's the biggest thing I sort of get frustrated with people is that you're not going to get what you want unless you really put the work in. Unless you do those hard yards, you're not going to go to that next level. So is that sort of, you know, the hard work you put in and then you just see people change? That must be the most rewarding part about what you do. Oh, man, it's just absolutely insane. Inch by inch. It's to see... I cried the other day. Um, I cried and I cried because I don't, I'm not a, a big cry dude, um, but when I do, it's, it, it all comes out. <laughs> <laughs> like when your bottle is suppressing. <laughs> yeah, bro, we're, we're, we're talking snot bubbles, we're talking <laughs> shaking. We, we, it's, it's, not a, it's not a pretty sight, man. Um, but yeah, it all comes out. So it was, I, I received, I've only cried twice recently, I think. Um, the, the second time was me receiving a message from a mom and she said it, she said, hey Dale, sorry I haven't been in such a while, but I'm going through a bit of a tough patch at the moment with, uh, change his name for, you know, Frankie, for, with Frankie. And he's, he's going through a tough time. Um, your course has helped him open up, speak to me, um, he was contemplating stuff, but he spoke to me. We've seen other people and we've put, got a plan in action to help him move forward, to help Frankie move forward. I can honestly say that your course has saved my son's life. And I'm like, I was speechless. I showed, showed Laura, my, my girlfriend, and she was just, she cried. I cried. And it was just such a powerful moment there's no you can't put any metric on that you can't put any money on that when i first started my journey i thought it was i'll be honest with you bro honestly i thought it was all about money thinking yes look i'm a businessman i used to be a teacher now i've got so much freedom and i'm going to get money and da, 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 da. but it's not it's like it's nothing it's, it's just 
money is just a piece of paper or a bit of coin. It just it's meaningless. Yeah, those things can get you cool stuff. It can can take go traveling or whatever or, or spend on those you love. That's brilliant. But nothing can replace that or is the equivalent of a, kid, a mom saying, you've saved my son's life. Nothing. Yeah, and I absolutely love that. And I think it's one of those things, I actually, in my phone, I call it a treasure chest and I've got an album of screenshots of emails or messages of you know people saying the impact I've had on them. And I think if anybody doesn't have something like that, it, it, whenever I'm a little bit down, I say, I just read through that. It's not looking at my bank balance or looking at what I own. I read yeah. through that and it makes me feel amazing. And it, that's probably one of the biggest bits of advice I could give everyone. Like you just said, it doesn't matter what you own, earn, who you are, it's the impact you can have. And I, I think that's, that's priceless. Yeah, dude, it really, it really is, man. It really is. Um, it, it just makes you feel so, just so special and, and and purposeful. I mean, like for you, like when, when did you realize you, you had this calling? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I think it was about five years ago. I was presenting in Dubai and um, people are like, how long have you been doing this? I said, it's the first international trip I've done. And, and they go, oh, would you like to come to our school? You should do this more often. I was like, wow, I'm actually not bad at it. And then there was obviously steps you had to take to get yeah. to what I'm doing now. But I'm like, wow, I can actually do this. I love doing it. I've got a, I've got a special talent or a superpower. Like when you put your hand over the line in, uh, in Malta and, you know, you beat the surfer. That was your superpower then. But um, I think we've all got that calling. But again, it's probably like doing the hard yards on yourself, Dale, and, and realizing, and, and I've been through a really dark time too, and I, I've come out better because I went to that deep, dark place. And it's exactly like backing yourself in. Nothing comes easy. But do you find that's, you know, that's the hardest part about it, that people know what they want. They can see where they want to be. They know the, the direction, but then sometimes they don't want to put the work in. Yeah, 100%. And that's self-value and self-belief. Um, and a little bit of motivation as well. So, I, 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 yeah, I love that. And mine was about five years ago as well, the spark. It went, I went through, there was a call that you went through luxury and glory. That's wicked. Um, I went through a bit, of, a bit of pain. Like that pain was just like, boom, now you've got to take action, what I've just said. Um, and it's, it's a great thing. So that struggle actually helps you. If, if anyone's listening to this, type in struggle into Google um, and you will know what I'm about to say. I'm about to say, I'm glad you're struggling in life. Just typing, typing struggling to Google and, and tell me what the definition is. Okay. I'm not going to tell you, I'll let you do that. It's your little homework. Um, but yes. And, and the reason why I say that for is because yeah, some people think you, you're not supposed to struggle. You're not, you're not, it's not supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be easy. Well, it's, it's not, man. It's, it's, it's not get out of your own way. Stop sabotaging yourself. And, and, I, and I'm not going to sit here and preach to you guys listen to this saying, oh yeah, look, this is what Dale says. Dale's just this, Dale. No, because yesterday I had the worst motivation ever. And I, and, I, and I thought I was just doing busy work, which is just like background admin tasks that's mindlessly boring, but easy to do, really easy to do. And as opposed to reaching out to people, um, making calls or understanding Facebook ads. Wow. Um, oh, mate, that, don't even do that. <laughs> and I, I just, dude, I just, I just, I was like, no, what? you know, I'm going to do this. And I, I really, you've got to catch yourself. Okay, guys, you've got to catch yourself. So, so um, yeah, sorry to cut you off, Dale, because I, yeah. mate, I'll be honest, I, today I've had the same. I, you know, oh. I think it's just a constant thing. Like today I've just, I just, you know what? I've just felt like crap all day. And it's probably so like you were yesterday. Yeah, what do yeah. you do? Because I think this is important. People can see we're both bubbly. We're both Dale. It must be just a generic thing. But what, what do you do when you're feeling like that to know bounce back? Well, first of all, don't change your name to Dale. Um, <laughs> That's not that good. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just whatever it is. Um, so when I go through that, I, I have to catch myself. I have to catch myself. So I've got a little band here on my wrist. It's like a bit of an anchor. Um, and if I'm ever procrastinating or ever doing something that I believe is good for me and good for progressing in life, and deep down I know it's not, I have to give myself a little bit of a flick, flick of the band. And the reason why that is for is because I, what I do is, and you, you, you must have heard this, that footballers use it a lot to re rekindle energy. Um, 
and the motivation to, to do it. So I just close my eyes and I think of a time before this happens, think of a time of when I felt super motivated or super scared. And that was when I jumped out of a plane in Australia, in your country. Um, dude, it was epic. And then I, and I closed my eyes and then matched it. I see what I saw, I hear what I hear, I feel what I feel, and I go, snap. I was like, oh gosh, okay, yeah, there we go. And then I think of another time when I saw my sharks again in Oz, um, did that again. And then I think of a time when the first time I went on stage in front of 800 people um, in, in uh, San Diego, and then I do it again, and I think of all these little times, I think of all the, then I think of people that I love, and I ping it all together, and I basically set myself what's called an anchor in, into, that, into that area. So whenever I do feel like I'm procrastinating, I have to give it a bit of a flick. And I stand up and move around. I stand up and move around and go for a little walk. Um, and, I, and I have to tell myself what I'm doing. So I catch myself, I give myself a little flick. And then I say, Dale, what are you doing on this planet right now? What are you doing? Is it, is it gonna help change the world? Are you really gonna leave your fingerprint on this planet by doing that task? Um, and you've gotta be honest with yourself, guys and girls. You've gotta be honest with yourself. I mean, you, you can lie as much as you want, but you know, you know deep down that you can always do more. You can always do change the task and you can always do something different. Um, I did a live yesterday, actually, and one of the things that I learned from other people was that they stay motivated by um, service to others, by helping somebody else out. So I just I jumped on the live. I jumped, I jumped on the live and I did a live and I, and I spoke to my community and I said, I feel like this. I've got myself being vulnerable because it's really important to me just to release, to show that I'm a human. And, and I give myself three little steps about what I'm going to do. So um, what I do, just to reiterate all that, guys, is number one, I've got to catch myself. I've got to catch myself and give myself a little flick on the wrist. Or it can be anything. It could be a clap if you don't have a band. It could just be a finger. It could be that movement there it could be anything it could be 10 of these or whatever whatever just initiate that first and then i move i have to move a bit of an endorphin kick i walk into the kitchen i walk upstairs i do this and i ask myself the questions of is what is what you're doing now going to impact the world is it what is what you're doing now going to leave your fingerprint on this planet and if it's no then i have to structure like a little bit of a mini plan three steps what can you do right now okay well first of all go easy on yourself Give yourself a little pat on the back. That's important. Don't beat yourself up. Uh, number two, give yourself one step. What would that be? Um, it could be I'm going to, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes of learning on YouTube about Facebook ads. I'm going to um, call four businesses. I'm going to email four schools. And then I'm going to go off and I'm going to just chill for a little bit. And then the third one is just kind of like evaluate what you're doing. So I think that's really important. These days in this world, we don't really check in at the end of the day with what we've done and what we've achieved. And I think that's pretty important to do that. Um, at the moment, because I'm in close proximity with my girlfriend, it's very much, okay, so was I out of 10, Dale? How epic were you as a boyfriend today? Um, and yesterday, I'm, yesterday, I'm going to say I was at an 8.7, actually, yesterday. So they haven't seen us, so it doesn't count. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you've got, to, you've got to be aware of that, and you've got, to, you've got to not beat yourself up from that. So and how, what about business-wise? What about um, your clients? Were you, were you in the zone with your clients that you speak to online, that you've got the luxury of changing their lives? Um, to, I mean, for somebody to invite you into their life and to help them is just absolute, oh, there's no words, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So did you show up? Um, and I think, that's, I think, I think that's, that's the kind of like the gist about what I'm trying to say. Dude. I haven't really got a formula. I've got a more, more of a confidence formula, but with that, I haven't got that much of a formula in regards to that. Yeah, I, no, I think that's important that uh, there's no right or wrong way to deal with it. I think like you said, though, you do need to feel it. You do need to acknowledge it. But one of the biggest things, and I think we both can say, is you've got to move your body. You, you, you just can't sit still. And in fact, if you've got a dog, I love walking my dog, or just go outside and do a workout, do some push-ups, do something, but acknowledge it. It is okay. And, and like you said, I'm a huge believer starting every day with some form of positive, like setting your day up, but then also finishing your day. And when I go to bed tonight, 
I'll reflect on the positive things that did happen. Even though I felt down, I've still done some really positive things. I've met Dale in the UK. I've done a great podcast. I did a really good webinar before. And you know what? I walked the dog three times and she looks at me and she's like, Dale, do not walk me again. So do you know what? I might feel that bad at the moment, but tomorrow is going to be all right. And I think that's a great one there. So Dale, I'm aware of the time. I know how busy your day is, mate. Um, I've loved how vulnerable you've been opening up and sharing, where is the best place for people to reach out? Because, mate, you're a best-selling author. You're everywhere. You've done everything. Where is the best place for my listeners to reach out to you after this? Cool. Okay. So, hey, guys. I hope you've enjoyed today. I hope I've managed to serve you. If you've got any questions, please ping them over to me on Dale Vincent Coaching, and that is on Instagram. So that it's just Dale Vincent Coaching. That's on Instagram. And same again on Facebook, Dale Vincent Coaching. So you just type in that on, on Facebook. I've got a community for kids, which is the Confidence Unleashed for kids. So you feel free to jump into that. And obviously, I've got a book. So that's on Amazon. It's called Real Confidence: The A Warrior Path Success and Happiness. So don't teach in schools. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that, dude. I, I appreciate that. That was that was one of my things. I was super scared. I'm, I'm dyslexic, so I was super scared of. of I was I remember hovering over the button to publish the book for 30 minutes or so not being you know people are going to judge me but i just thought now i'm going to do it what what if i get to a bestseller turns out it did so that's pretty cool um and uh where else can you guys find me i'm, I'm flirting with tiktok down for the coaching i'm flirting with tiktok bro <laughs> are you I on tiktok that, i haven't got there yet a lot of people have said dale you'd be really you should get on tiktok i'm yeah. like oh i don't know if i've got enough time in my life and I, I know I see everyone on it. I know it must be fun and it's probably a good thing to do. I haven't I haven't broken the V plates of TikTok yet though. <laughs> I love that dude. I love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. So the main place will probably be Instagram on Delvinson Coaching and or Facebook Delvinson Coaching. And if you've got any questions, ping them over. I'd love to serve you guys. Legends. And I will have links for all those socials, Raw Confidence, a book on the show notes, guys. So go and check those out. Um, Dale, awesome to connect, mate. I love the energy. Um, also the vulnerability. I think it's a really empowering thing when people can hear. And I think also, you know, they'll see both of us. We are very confident. We are out there. We are doing things. But, you know, we, we have had down days recently and that is okay. So I really appreciate you showing up and, and sharing that today, mate. So um, thanks again, Dale. Absolute blast, buddy. I love that. Dude, it was absolutely epic. Honour to be on your show. I love your work, what you're doing. TED Talk, massive legend of a man, bro. I'm glad we connected. Um, Karen being epic and optimistic. 